The bowler sets off from his mark. The crowd roar him on, sweat dripping from his brow. Arms and legs pumping like pistons. He pitches it short. The batsman shoulders arms. And there is no run. Hello, I'm Mark Vigil and welcome to And There Is No Run, a brand new cricket panel quiz show that's for everyone. Yes, welcome one and welcome all. Everyone has a home here because our two teams today are each made up of a cricket buff and a cricket duff. That's right, a cricket buff. Our fans, experts, aficionados, those who will know the difference between their long offs and long hops. And our cricket duffs, our novices, newcomers, newbies, whose only encounter with extra cover up until now has been on a chilly night. So, without further ado, let's welcome our guests. To my right, we have the batting side. A big welcome to a handy physicist and an even handier batsman. It's scientist, musician and improviser, Chris Cottis-Allen. And he's <laughs> teamed up with award-winning comedian and podcaster who, by her own admission, knows absolutely zero about cricket. It's Maria Shahata. And then to the left, it's the fielding side. Welcome along to cricket writer, broadcaster and pioneer of Icelandic cricket, Kit Harris. And he is joined by physicist, comedian and writer who, by her own admission, knows a little about cricket. It's Keisha. Yay! At this point, I feel that I should point out the two team names, the batting side and the fielding side. They have nothing to do with the structure of the quiz, so don't worry about that. I just thought it would be nice to keep the team names in line with the prevailing theme of the quiz. And to that end, in this quiz, instead of points, you score runs. So, uh, let's meet our teams. Chris, big Hello. cricket fan? Very much a big cricket fan, yeah. I uh, go to the cricket every year with my, my brother and my dad, and I, I play most weekends. Which team? Who's your team? Who are you playing for? I play for the University of Leicester Staff Cricket Club, although... I'm not university staff, and nor are most of the people in our team. <laughs> Very good. So a team of ringers. Absolutely. Which you've now disclosed to, to everyone, the world. Yeah, I've made an error. You're, you'll, be, you'll be chased out of tea next time. <laughs> Cricket police are going to come for you. So, so Maria, just pick, 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 picking up uh, on you, you so you're, you're, you're American, um, uh, and cricket is, is zero, nothing to you. I've got... Uh, no idea what cricket is. I think, <laughs> uh, I think it's not really big in America. Well, I think you're perfectly uh, positioned, Chris. I feel like you're you're well positioned for the cricket buff of the side, and Maria, you're you're the, you're exactly what we're looking for from a cricket duff. Then we have really? our fielding side, um, Kit Harris, uh, Icelandic cricket. Talk to me. How what's what's it all about them? Iceland is the is the navel of cricketing civilization. The birthplace where it all started. The Vikings invented cricket, I'll have you know. Is, is that true? Yeah, absolutely. According to all Icelandic uh, cricket historians, unanimously, <laughs> uh, I'm quite convinced of it. Uncontested in your field. And have you, you've, you've played for Iceland, have you? Yeah, I've played one uh, 2020 international. My first ball went for six. My last ball was a drop catch. And... Uh, <laughs> So having made my debut, I decided immediately to retire. And I've got the record for the shortest international cricket career between debut and retirement, which is 89 minutes. Amazing. Can they, can they play longer cricket days? Like, you know, in the summer when the sun, does, the sun stays up, could they just play like longer? They yeah. have a, uh, a tournament called the Summer Solstice Sixes, 
which uh, is 24 hours of cricket, and the final starts at midnight on June the 21st, under the midnight sun. Oh, lovely. That's lovely. And your team member is uh, perhaps not quite as a cricket duff as Maria, because you've, you've purported to know a little bit about cricket key. So uh, tell me, where, where, where are you coming at? Where are you coming at this from? Uh, you three I... out of ten? Where, where are you? <laughs> Um, I've been to I've been to one one day of a cricket uh, in Leicester, and I I have when I spent a, a summer listening to the Ashes on the radio, sorting the garden Oof. out with my dad. So you know that's that's kind of my level. Good. So what are you? So you you are our cricket duff, but it sounds like you you you're a cricket a cricket a cricket little bit of a duff. And I have I mean I I don't mind this being public knowledge. I ha- I think I've handicapped the questions slightly to reflect the the uh, varying degrees of knowledge. So uh, we'll see we'll see how that comes to pass. Um, now at this point I should point out I hope everyone's okay with the terms cricket buff and cricket duff. Um, I workshopped a few. Uh, alternatives i i just let you know what some of the ones that that didn't make the cut were a few different iterations before i settled on this one they were cricket brains and cricket shames cricket fans and cricket shams um and cricket nerds and cricket turds um <laughs> uh, i wish i was a cricket turd why can't i i'm going with that okay okay round one it's time to spread a little bit of love because it's time for this pause where I'll insert a little bit of the clip from the song I don't like cricket oh no I love it please just sing it oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) what if we all sing it do you know that song no but I I don't like cricket oh no I got it yeah okay all together I'm not sure how if zoom is is cut out for this but let's give it a try all together on three one two three I don't I don't like it I love it I love it brilliant that's beautiful that's beautiful um, yeah, well, she that says saves... the arts is dead because of coronavirus <laughs> not me that, that saves me uh, clipping out a little bit of jingle um, so uh, yeah I'm going to ask each team what they love about cricket the six runs up for grabs for each answer uh, scaling down to one depending on the strength or enjoyment that I get from your, from your answer um, so let's start with our batting side Chris why do you love cricket uh, so I think w- one of the things that I love about cricket is um, the way it is portrayed by in society is that it's kind of an old-fashioned fuddy-duddy game that's resistant to change and uh, it's almost a synonym for fair play. And yet, in reality, it, it changes very rapidly. It was one of the first games to introduce video officiating successfully and use technology in that way. Uh, and also, they're constantly cheating. Is it is it like water polo where they're like stabbing each other under the water? It's much more um, genteel than that, Maria. Amusingly, one of the greatest recent scandals in cricket is that someone scuffed the ball a bit with some sandpaper. <laughs> Good answer, Chris. Um, Kit, over to you on our fielding side. Why do you love cricket? Well, I like the kind of um, the subtle undertones of of empire and uh, english class and morality that go on because i can't, i've thought about this for such a long time <laughs> i i can't think of another game where there exist various uh, elements of the rules which are completely legitimate in the rule book but which just aren't done 
on the field of play, uh, the, the, the run out at the bowler's end, the so-called mancad, that it's okay to get a batsman out that way according to the rules, but you mustn't do it on the pitch because you should give the batsman another jolly old chance. <laughs> That's just so English that you are... It's not even... It's the opposite of cheating. Giving someone another go. And then, if someone does stick to the rules, claiming that they have broken some kind of arcane, bizarre moral code by not sticking to the ethics of the game. It's so ludicrous. It's so picky... And therefore, it's the quintessential English game. Good answer. Now, Maria and Key, um, over to you now, but it would be unfair to uh, um, make you say why you love cricket, given that not that long ago, Maria, you thought it was the one on the horses. Um, so <laughs> so uh, just anything in the world, the world is your oyster. What are you loving at the moment? What am I loving at the moment? I think, I, don't, I mean, like, I don't want to be obvious and say um cobra kai <laughs> but like really love that show so much and season three just came out who has a cat whose cat is that sorry is i'm that sorry you? i'm sorry no cats are such oh. hams they have to be in zoom things like every zoom call so cute um and i'm loving i'm loving your cat so that's what i'm loving right now good yeah your cat's and incredibly stickers. loud key she I'm must so be a sorry. very happy cat or he Do you want me to i can put her out of the room no she's okay She's, right. you know, happy, happy cat, happy life. Apologies about that. <laughs> um, thank you, Maria. And Key, uh, our fielding side, what are you loving at the moment? I'm enjoying uh, the inane chat with strangers that breaks up the monotony of lockdown. <laughs> so I'm enjoying when you when you go on your government-allowed uh, uh, daily exercise jaunt and you say something really inane to someone walking the other way. I think the reason I love it is it's like this nice little way that we check in on each other without getting too real too quickly because you know we're british right and maria you've probably noticed this about the brits we don't we don't really do real talk directly but we do we do kind of little check-ins um on each oh, other never, i've never had a real conversation with a brit ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're terrified of them to be honest um so oh, i admire do. it i love the <laughs> stiff upper lip thing it's great it's so cool yeah. You're yeah, so yeah. cool as a culture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 uh, it's terribly emotionally damaging. But, but no, yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah. But it's a price to pay for, like you know. We like yeah. it that way. That's it. Because in in other cultures, people have different ways of kind of checking in on each other. So I've got a, a really close friend whose family is Italian, and she was raised with this kind of Italian culture. As soon as you walk into the house, it's have you eaten. Like, can I, can I feed mm. you? Can I give you food? That is a, a kind of love language. And Brits, the closest we get to that is probably the, um, do you want a cuppa? And that's a, that's a wonderful answer. And coming back full circle, one, one, of, the, one of the meals in one of the forms of cricket is, is tea. Um, just, have a, just have a little break for tea. Like what's on the menu for food? The theme is children's party. Little cakes, little san- finger sandwiches, crisps. <laughs> Sometimes there's chips and things. It's uh, the sort of thing you would give to a five-year-old or if you asked a five-year-old to cater what they would put on the table. <laughs> Are we having five-year-olds catering cricket matches? Is that, is that what's happening? Is it that, uh, the um, last bastion of child labour in the UK? The we took them out of the chimneys say. and we put them in charge of catering cricket. Um, anyway, good answers. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> I need to keep some, something resembling scores as we go through. So I'm going to write those down. Um, if you have any quarrel with the score, scores, uh, I'm sorry. That's that's the best I can offer you on that. 
Well, thanks for that, everyone. That's that's nice, nice answer. So now we can get into a bit more uh, along the lines of pure quizzing. You know things, and you get runs in exchange for the things you know. That's that's the format of this. So round two is called Hit for Six. Now I'm going to ask you a question, and if you get it right straight out the gate, you get six points. You can get you can have multiple guesses uh, within reason, but then if you need a clue, then I'm going to take two points off, and you can get four runs if you get it right. And then if you need another clue, that's your final clue. You can get two points if you get it right. Okay, now all these questions are about cricket, but the clues might guide you where you need to go. So I'm going to start with our batting side. I've got a question for you, Chris. Now, I hope these are, are hard. Bat- we're batting. You're batting, yeah. But So this okay. is this one's for Chris, and I have a different question for you, Maria, which is, oh, okay. e- which is, which is easier. Um, okay. And I hope this one is hard, but we're about to find out. Because I wouldn't really want anyone to get six points, but I guess it's the, the six runs. But I guess it's the name of the game. Chris, who was James Anderson's 200th test wicket? 200th test wicket. That, that is definitely a hard question. Um, so I can narrow it down to someone who has played test cricket, not for England. <laughs> um, I guess he's probably played the most against Australia. So I'll probably start with them. Uh, and and guess that it might be Michael Clark. It's it's not correct, but very good powers of deduction because your next clue, if you want it, which is for four I runs. Think, I think I better have a clue. Really. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just be naming test cricketers for the next hour, <laughs> <laughs> which will be great entertainment. That's, yeah, that's great radio. Um, I listen to that. <laughs> it was an Ashes Test in 2010. 2010 Australian. So you would have Ricky Ponting might have retired by then. Uh, you can say a few names, but it wasn't Ricky Ponting. Uh, Harris. No. Uh, I'm going to give Mitchell you like Johnson. No. I'm going to give you like one more guess before insisting you take another clue. Uh, <laughs> Brad Haddon. No. So this is your final clue. This Australian bowler took a hat-trick in the same Ashes series. Who took a hat-trick? Nathan Lyon? No. (laughs) Going to give you one more. I'll I'll knock it down to one run. I don't know if this is a clue or not, but he's... Peter Siddle. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got it two points very good that's that's gone exactly how i hoped um <laughs> and then right maria your question great who was james anderson's 300th wicket it's not it's not that. oh i was like i thought these were i thought you were gonna kind of like curveball it and no, something easier no it is it is much easier than that i'm 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 messing with you um uh, so <clears throat> you might not know the answer, but don't remember. Those anxiety you... dreams where you like show up for a test and you haven't prepared, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like I'm having that right now. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Here we go. Don't forget, you get your clues, your clues as well. But this is for six points for the full six. Here we are. What term is used when a batsman gets out without scoring? Um. 
Okay, so a batsman's like a batter. Yep. Is that like like a? It's the bat guy. It's the batter. Okay, it's the bat guy. And he's and he's uh, got out without scoring. And I imagine the goal of the game is to score. So the term used from the people in the dugout or whatever you call it here is loser. It's it's not that. Do you want to have another guess or do you want to take your yeah. clue? Um, um, okay, so uh, the person who doesn't score, he's a batsman. Um, uh, puck? Is that puck? I didn't say puck? with an O. It's with a cuck. U. It's yeah. even closer. The, no. Very close. Cuck is ridiculously close. And when I give you this cuck clue, you master. might get it, which is... <laughs> This is your clue for four points. Um, it's it's an animal. It's the same name as an animal. A cock? Oh, no. Uh, a cock or a spaniel? A cock? <laughs> cock. Um, what do you call roosters? Aren't they aren't they cocks? Those yeah. are cocks. Yeah. I've, I've never said cock so many times and have it defined. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, cluck. Chicken. Uh, crocodile. Crocodile. No. Uh, final clue for two points. Duck. Uh, oh, Yay! I did it. You get the, <laughs> that you was get, four points. Still, that's four Woo-hoo! points. Yeah, that was that was yeah. four points. Your next clue was going to be a famous incarnation of this animal shares its name with the current U.S. president. Um, <laughs> but that's uh, that's a big score. Big scorer. Four runs out the park. Well, along the boundary rope. <laughs> um, nice, nice one. So now we move on to the fielding side. Uh, Kit. Who has got Ricky Ponting out most in tests? Okay, so you're talking about the 2000s, a bit of the 99s. I don't know the answer straight off the bat. But uh, Chris said uh, that England and Australia play each other a lot. So someone Australian or someone Indian, I'm guessing. So my first wrong answer is going to be... uh, go with an Indian I'm going to go South Africa I'm going to go Dale Stain it's not Dale Stain would you like a clue yes please for a fawzi and the clue is it's an Indian bowler it wasn't okay so it was an Indian bowler and it's I couldn't play as a bit early but who who else is there oh right okay let's go for another spinner let's say Harbhajan Singh it's Harbhajan Singh yay yay okay um Here we go. This is your question. Now this is I'm so ready for it. This is for six points, the full six, the big six. What county does England captain Joe Root play for? Okay, I'm gonna go in a Kit Harris style kind of process and I'm just gonna say counties and see if you twitch. Okay. okay. Don't don't say don't say loads because that's slightly unfair, I suppose, because there's a finite okay. number. But I'll pick my favourites. Uh, yeah. no, which like oh okay. Well the surname uh root doesn't give me any clues does it because i I don't think so no um uh, i'm from hampshire let's say hampshire it's not hampshire okay um and i'm going to bestow a clue on you please do uh this is a northern county a county in the north of england ah the north um okay um cumbria (laughs) <laughs> no no it's a it's a it's a good i went it's, north 
No, it's a good. Yeah, it's a good guess. It's a. It's a. It's one of the more. It's, Cumbria doesn't get enough airtime as a county, I think, and I'm glad that you've <laughs> you mentioned it. Um. So final Great place to visit. Lovely people. I think they had a Radio One big weekend there once. Did um, they? I think so. <laughs> that, that's that's in, what it was uh, called the wet weekend, wasn't it? Yeah. Sounds <laughs> um, about right. Uh, so final clue for a two for a two pointer. Oh, this county shares its name with a brand of tea. Oh, right. <laughs> I was going to say uh, Tetley. Is that a place yeah. like Twinings? Uh, Tetlyshire. <laughs> um, is it uh, Jewel of England, Yorkshire? It is Yorkshire. Ah. Take a bow. Scores on the board. The fielding side have 16 runs and the bowling side have 14 runs. Woohoo! I think. Yes, we're fielding. You are fielding. <laughs> fielding <laughs> the fielding side and the bowling side are the same side. I meant the batting side. Well, well done. I was like, I, I, wasn't, I had a word in my head of what we were and you didn't say any of them. No, I, I, know, I was like, that, and, and more for me for just putting a B, an arrogant B, thinking that I would know what it stood for. The, bat, the, the batting side have 14 and the fielding side have 16. The difference between the batting and the uh, fielding side is just time though, isn't it? That's a good allegory for life. Just the inexorable march. When, one day you're fielding. The next day you're batting. Yep. And then you do it all over again. Yep. <laughs> that sounds like the start of a nice sort of country folky song. Um, one to work on later. <laughs> uh, good. Right. Now we come to a round. Round three. Hold on to your hats, guys. This is called Them's the Rules. And this is specifically to begin with for our cricket duffs, Maria and Key. So in this round, we'll explore some of the rules and terminology of cricket to see how well you as cricket duffs know or don't know the beautiful game. There are six runs available for a perfect answer, which I will award again in descending order, depending on how close you get. So in a nutshell, I'm going to tell you a commonly found term in in cricket, and I need you to just tell me what it means. So Maria, I'm going to start with you. Can you please tell me what is meant by the Duckworth Lewis method. The, the That's Duckworth... a difficult question for me. <laughs> Lewis. Yeah, the, du- the Duckworth Lewis method. Yeah. Given what you've grasped about cricket in the last ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, wow. Well. Hmm. Try it's saying just that. I know. That, I mean, that's the best way about this, isn't it? Just say cock until, uh, <laughs> until it ends. <laughs> Duck with. Uh, that's like a, a person who he doesn't score. It's, it's pretending you're not going to score. Uh, and then at the last minute, scoring uh, major points for your team. <laughs> no, it's, it's, not, it's not right, but it's a, it's a valiant um, effort. And I'm actually going to um, offer for this offer this out so chris for a quick single one run uh can you help maria out and explain what the duck with lewis method is now this is primarily to save me having to do it. <laughs> uh, i suspect this won't help maria out in understanding what it is but um it's a method that they use to calculate the required score in a limited overs game when it has rained and the game cannot be completed to the normal number of overs I think I saw something similar on Queen's Gambit with chess. You know, like if they like go too long, they have to <laughs> do 
just imagine where you would have put your pieces if you had the chance if it hadn't rained. It does sometimes build in a certain sense of jeopardy, though. Do you remember the um, the World Cup uh, critical game which involved South Africa in 2003, where the South African coaching team had gone to the effort of giving the batsman in the middle a piece of paper that said, this is the number of runs you have to have scored at the end of each over to make sure that you, you win. Um, and they were carefully studying this, getting this bit of paper out of their pocket between every, every over, the batsman looking at it and thinking, we need to get this number of runs, but not get out. But uh, there'd been a miscommunication. The piece of paper said, this is the score you need to beat in order to, w- to win the game. Um, and so the batsman got the run that they needed to get and then just blocked the next two or three balls. OK, don't want to risk getting out, so I'll just defend, 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 defend. Yes, we've won. And then only after they had walked off the pitch was it explained that they had... No, no, that was the score you had to beat on the piece of paper. So this, you know, Duckworth-Lewis method is responsible for some of the great jokes uh, in South African <laughs> cricket history. And That's why... <laughs> kids always read the question twice because you never know what information you'll miss it was also kind of brought in in response to another rain robbing south africa incident where they they needed something like 20 runs with about 13 balls to go and then it rained for long enough that they only had time for one more ball and the rain rules that they used at the time which were completely insane meant they still needed the 20 <laughs> runs, but now they only had one ball to get it in. <laughs> so it's, and, it's always, and it's always South Africa. It's always South Africa. <laughs> sort of punishing them for their prevailing sunny weather, maybe. <laughs> uh, so, Key, your question now, now slightly, slightly okay. unfortunate, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you weren't to know this, Kit, but Key, your, your rule that I wanted you to explain was uh, mancad. Um, but... Kit mentioned that in um, in his in his opening uh, uh, gambit, but can you remember what he said? <laughs> uh, right. Okay. What's it? So what's what what's, it? A, what's a man cad? Or, or I mean, it's sort I've of a verb and a noun. It, it, it sort of floats yeah, around there. I've met some of those guys. Is that an? It's it's a. Is it a rule? It's a, like a thing that can happen. So you can man cad someone, um, or you can okay. Uh, do man cadding. <laughs> I've also done that. Yeah, I have not played cricket, but I have man cadded a few times. Um, right. Okay. So you can. It's, it's like it's like a rule breaking thing. Mm-hmm. Back to, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Does it stand for something? Is it like man short for something and cads short for something? No. Okay. Is it like uh, some some kind of way of? Stitching is it stitching someone else up in a way? I'm going to give you two runs for that for for Thanks. stitching someone up. Yeah, it is. It's like a, a thing that very much falls into the it's not cricket uh, <laughs> side of of the game, which is where you it's where you run out the batter at the non-striker's end um, while kind of in your delivery. So you're you're running up to bowl. Mm-hmm. You notice that the uh, batsman who isn't facing the not he's at the non-striker's end. He but he's outside his crease, and then you just you just run him out there and then. Um, and it's isn't frowned. that his fault for being outside of his crease? It's yes. Uh, yes. You been there? People would argue that yes. <laughs> You're opening uh, the letter a... of the law versus the spirit of the law. And its name is someone's name. It, I, I actually can't remember his first name. It's, but Vinu, it... it's Vinu Mankad, this Indian all-rounder. 
And, um, who in, in 1947, India were in Australia. And uh, Man, Vinu Mankad was, you know, a real trailblazer, you know, proper, you know, proper sort of colonial opponent. You know, 1947, obviously, you know, massive year as well, coming up for Indian independence. So there was more than, you know, simply cricket at stake. There was you know, the pride, the, the pride of India. And uh, Mankad was running up to bowl and he saw that the batsman at his end, Bill Brown, um, was just trailing his bat out of his crease before... He let the bowler mankad before he let go of the ball. So he, as he was going to bowl the ball, he just reached down and ran Bill Brown out. And the laws of cricket have always been completely clear on this, that it's, it's OK. But the cricketing establishment has always been equally clear that it's just not done. So there was a huge furore over it. And people say, well, you know, at least it's, uh, it, this was just an invitation game, I think, up country somewhere. And said, well, it, fortunately, you know, it didn't get a lot of coverage because it was just a friendly game. But then he did it again the next month in the test match to the same batsman. Oh, well, the batsman should have learned. I mean, you know. And, well, so so shocked is- by that bombshell kit is that Chris has actually left the call. <laughs> he's, just, he's, <laughs> he's heard enough. So what happened there then? Our batting side got a point. Um, and I think, did I give you two runs? Um, yes. Our batting side got a run and I gave you two runs, Key. Okay, so now I want to stay with them's the rules, but it wouldn't be fair to give our cricket buffs uh, rules that they already knew. So I want to put you, I want to take you guys out of your comfort zone um, and see what you make of, of some of the rules associated with ultimate Frisbee. Um, I'm, I'm, assume, I'm assuming neither of you are followers at the moment and I'd like to, uh, to thank ultimatefrisbeehq.com for what I'm about to read word for word aloud because it didn't make much sense to me so Chris can you give me some little uh, insight into what the ultimate frisbee rule clogging the lane means clogging the lane uh, that would be uh, if you were to throw some extra frisbees from your bench <laughs> as the other team are trying to throw theirs down the pitch to kind of clog the lane with other frisbees and well, like a wall of frisbees throw yeah so you, you just get hundreds of them and just keep chucking them until like there's nowhere left for them on, to throw on pinball when all the balls start coming out and you don't yeah. know which one yeah. to focus on Multi-ball. that's not correct chris but i think you've already knew that do you want to have a slightly more educated guess as to but what it, clogging yeah. the lane is this is a, a rule or is it just a term of it's a term it's a term it's a strategy uh, i suppose really it's a tactic so would that be having all of your team lining up in the same area of the field i'm going to give you four points for that because i think that's what it is but i'm just going to read it word for word because it doesn't make 100% sense to me so clogging the lane when being forced, there is one side of the field being blocked and the other open. Clogging the lane means that a teammate is standing in the open area where other teammates are trying to get open. So it's definitely something like what you said, Chris. Four points. <laughs> he said the opposition. That's what Chris said. He just said the opposition. <laughs> Made sense to me. He definitely. This is teammates we're talking about. Had some some allusion to people standing in the field. <laughs> oh, so it could be any people, could it? It could be like yeah, a blind yeah, bus conductor who's was, wandered in off the street. Exactly. That's why it was four out of six, because uh, he, he didn't get the right people. <laughs> a boundary for that. That's an inside edge. I do believe you said if you had a problem with the points earlier, the 
couldn't do anything about it. So <laughs> yeah, this is true. for the review here. Um, but you can redeem <laughs> you can redeem yourself with my lenient scoring here, Kit. Because can you tell me what a popper is? Well, <laughs> in in the context of Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um, a popper a popper right well it's either a it's either a player in a specific location is referred to as being a popper because they i don't know they pop the frisbee up in a or, or it's a type of throw you say i threw up a popper and he grabbed it so is it a yeah it's a oh, what is it it's a a popper is a it's a throw. It's a throw when you just sort of toss it more vertically than straight and someone else grabs it. That's what it is. It's not that, but I'm going to give you three runs because you were, you were close for the first time where you said it was a type of player. Now, I've read this several times and I think it seems there's something in Ultimate Frisbee called a stall clock, which I guess is like a shot clock. You have to throw the Frisbee before this time expires. So it feels like the popper is someone oh, who comes in close. Yeah, what it's like in netball. So where you ha- you you want you want to cling onto the thing yeah. in order to get into a better position. They've got something like this in netball. So while you you buy time by bunging the thing to another player on your team who throws it straight back to you. Yeah, that's it. You play it you play it short. Um ah. so this, this <laughs> This means, there's loads of preamble to this, but in a nutshell, this means the cutter will run right up to the thrower in between the defence and catch the disc at point-blank range. The popper typically throws the disc right back to the original player immediately. The only purpose of a popper is to reset the stall count. Note, handoffs are not allowed. The disc must completely leave one's hand before it enters another. So um, you, you got there in the end kit, so um, I'm, sticking with, I'm sticking with three points because maybe... Uh, three was generous first time around. <laughs> they not have ultimate frisbee in Iceland yet, Kit. Have you not managed to? You could get in on the ground floor there. They have frisbee golf. It's massive. Um, almost every public park in the capital area has uh, nine um, nine gold frisbee golf, and that there are more registered members of the frisbee golf association of Iceland than there are uh, in the cricketing association of Iceland. That's amazing. It gives you a scale, an idea of uh, the mountain that we have to climb. Iceland is the windiest country in Europe, so um, the, the the ponds and lakes of the public parks around uh, Reykjavik, the capital, uh, by the end of the summer are strewn with uh, with lost frisbees, like water lilies, and they have to come in and scoop them all up. You know, hundreds, like uh, like lake balls in golf. Oh, okay, nice lake frisbees. Lake frisbee, also one of my favourite parts of Michigan. A uh, good. That's around. Whatever that was, that concludes... What was that? Was that round four? (laughs) Right, our next round is called Higher or Lower, and it's exactly as it sounds. It's a take on the popular game, Higher or Lower. So I'm going to give you a fact... I'm going to give you a fact or stat, and then I'm going to give you another element, and you need to tell me if it is higher or lower. There's ten of these in total, but it's for both teams, because it goes back and forth. If you get it wrong, it goes over to the other side. So there's a maximum of 10 points available. Can we um, confer? You can confer for what it's worth. Um, and tricky. it's going to start with a coin toss in uh, true um, golfing. Golfing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. I, and there is no run. <laughs> we in, walk in golf. It's uh, civilised. In true cricket fashion. So um, the l- currently in... Uh, there's only two points in it, but currently behind are the batting side. 
Um, so I'm going to give the the toss to you. Uh, heads or tails? Anyone call it? Heads. It is heads. Um, if you're wondering why I didn't flip a coin there, I used a virtual coin flipper on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> okay, so you'll get the rules as we go through, I'm sure. Uh, so I want to start with Jofra Archer. Now, the number of wickets that he got in the 2019 World Cup, that's your first number, not going to tell you what it is. Then higher or lower, the number of wickets Anya Shrubsole got at the 2017 World Cup. So Jofra Archer in the World Cup would have got, they they played maybe 11 or 12 games and he'd probably have got between one and two a game. So he's probably somewhere around high teens. And I know that Anya Shrubsole got six wickets in the final of the 2017 World Cup, which is already quite a lot way, long way there. I think the woman is higher because Mark wouldn't have asked the question this way if she wasn't. it's like what you the logic you have to go with when you don't know anything about what we're doing it's it's an interesting strategy yeah to try and delve into the 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 psyche of the question asker rather than does this get flipped to us if he explodes or anything yeah uh and then what i want to happen is if if you if if anyone gets it wrong and it goes to the other side i'm gonna go catch it and then it's gonna go to the other team (laughs) <laughs> just the fact that Andrew Shrubsole got six in the final makes me think that it might well be her so I'm I'm happy to go with I can't remember which way you asked it now so you want it, if you think it was Anya Shrubsole <laughs> you think it's higher let's go yeah, with no, higher, it's higher. Oh, All right. I'm afraid it's actually lower um, <laughs> can we get uh, to catch oh sorry guys yeah catch it lower very good <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's lower, which means you have the strike. So I'm staying with Anya Shrubsole and her test bowling average. Higher or lower, Daniel Vittori's test bowling average. Kill your boots, Key. You got this. Okay. Right. Well, let's use logic to factor this one out. Uh, what the name? Daniel Vittori. Yeah. Inst- go with go with. Don't use logic. Go with your <laughs> go with your instinct. Go with Just, your gut. Uh, go, feel- do you know what, Key? Go with what you want it to be. I want it to be Anya Shrubsole. I'm all about like seeing uh, um, women's sports and women doing excellently in sports. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna back Anya. No, no, I didn't know you were gonna bring up Anna again. Yeah, so that's not fair. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That changes everything. <laughs> yeah, the psychology is different, right? Um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna say uh, higher. It no, is. no, no, no. You're not gonna say higher. Oh, we're gonna say lower. Lower is lower. <laughs> I reckon Shrubsole's test average is about 21 and Vettori's is about 34. Oh, I wasn't well, thinking about what numbers mean. No, Well, no, I think it is the right way. because So you think Danny Vettori's is higher. That's yeah, what. Which means she yeah. is better. So she's so, low, we're lower. Um, yeah. Yes, that you're correct. Uh, and you get a run. Um, you're very close with Danny Vettori's. It's 34.36. And your Shrubsole's 29.23. So... The strike stays with you. Number of times Daniel Vittori has captained his international side. Number of times he's captained the test side. Uh, Higher or lower, Joe Root, number of times he has captained his international test side. Do you want to to have another go, Key? 
I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just guessing. You're on a hot uh, streak. <laughs> so I reserve who's, the right who, to overrule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's wise. Um, well, look, I haven't really paid attention to this whole game. No, I, have, I haven't really paid attention to cricket for a while. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea, really. Um, Joe Roots, he's, he's England, right? He's, he's us, England. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Joe, and, Joe and Yorkshire. Roots. And Yorkshire is doing it, and Vittori has concluded his international career. I feel like Kit's giving me a steer that it would be Vittori. Uh, I, think, I think it's Vittori. I think I think Vittori probably did about between forty and fifty. So I'll go Vittori. I'm convinced. Catch it! It's the other way. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Emphatic. Um, yes, it's the other way. <laughs> which I'll still give you the, the point even though the game is explicitly called higher or lower but, so we're sticking with Joe Root number of World Cup matches Joe Root has won as an individual so he's played in and won higher or lower the number of World Cup matches Bangladesh this is 50 over cricket um, by the way number of 50 over World Cup matches Bangladesh have won Joe Root versus Bangladesh yes <laughs> <laughs> what I a want game. to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Joe versus the volcano. Like, <laughs> going to be the the hotly anticipated sequel to Scott Pilgrim versus the World. <laughs> he, yeah. He's quite significantly outnumbered. <laughs> 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 um, so, Bangladesh have been in the World Cup for maybe three or four goes. And they've probably won a couple of games each time. So they're probably somewhere under 10, maybe about 10. And England just won the World Cup with Root playing all the time. So he must have won seven in that tournament. And he would have played in the previous one. But England were terrible in that tournament. (laughs) I would go Joe Root scored more. I think that, if that was the question that, um, that could because, be an answer again the psychology of the question maker you would think Bangladesh yeah I, I, I think it probably is Joe Root is higher catch it Aww. lower it's Bangladesh <laughs> it, it, Bangladesh are higher that's right yeah Joe Root has won 10 I'm starting to learn I don't think the same as you I've, 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 I'm reassured <laughs> now that... you know which way to go yeah, <laughs> you know when someone sort of refers to them being as in, inside your head, I'm reassured that you're nowhere near it, Maria. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just gonna. What I think I would say is this, so I'm gonna go opposite <laughs> next time. Yeah, Joe Root, ten World Cup matches, Bangladesh, fourteen World Cup matches. So um, now then, the number of years Bangladesh has been an associate member of the ICC, higher or lower, the number of years the Bahamas have been an associate member of the ICC. What do you have to do to be an associate member of the ICC? I have to have an organised cricket structure with two grounds, eight teams, a women's set-up, a junior set-up and a full raft of ICC policies and procedures. Right, okay. That hasn't helped me come up with an answer, but I have learnt something, so that's good. Uh, mm, I don't know, my gut says Bahamas. Uh, Yeah, I think it's the Bahamas. It's, it's, It's been around longer, yeah. Oh, now it's uh, catch it. <laughs> Way! Got it. 
The other way. The other way. That famous shout. Um, yes. The, I would that, also have said the Bahamas, but now I, I'm, I'm clearly not going to now. Well, this is according <laughs> to my own research, so it could be wrong, but for the purposes of now, it's right. Um, <laughs> so uh, the, the um, Bangladesh has been an associate member of the ICC for 43 years. Bahamas, an associate member for three years, but previous to that, they were an affiliate, affiliate member. member. <laughs> It's like like when you're on a lower <laughs> Patreon level, you just like yeah, as a full member. Mark What's... only Mark Mark has only fans. Are you getting like all the best stuff from Mark? I'm only an affiliate on his only fans, so I'm a full test playing member. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. I um nice. Uh, okay, so today's with the batting side. You have the strike. Let's take an island hop to Bermuda and the number of runs they scored in the 2007 World Cup versus how many runs Chris Gale scored in the 2007 World Cup. So that's Bermuda and Chris Gale. Who had a better tournament? The only thing I remember of Bermuda in that tournament is Dwayne Leverock taking a ridiculous catch, which I'm sure Kit will remember also. Uh, so Dwayne, Dwayne Leverock was a he was a prison guard who also played cricket for Bermuda and he was probably about 20 stone and he took a a diving one-handed catch in the slips <laughs> to <laughs> dismiss somebody. It was incredible athleticism for a big for a big guy. But that's uh, not but the question, Chris. That's not the question again. <laughs> uh, and I, d- I don't remember. And Maria, what do you think? Any point. What do you think I'm <laughs> thinking on did. this one? Um, I th- well, I would guess that you were thinking uh, Chris uh, had more um, higher. Yeah. Thank you. And then because Bermuda again is more people, um, so because of that, I would guess Bermuda is higher. It's- it's correct. You've yes! you're, <laughs> you're, you, you finally your your system now is is flawless. Flawless. Uh, See, it just takes a couple of tweaks, but Bermuda <laughs> scored three hundred twenty eight runs, and Chris Gale scored two hundred twenty eight. Right, staying with Chris Gale, uh, his highest ever um, IPL score, Indian Premier League score, um, higher or lower Kevin Peterson's highest ever IPL score. What's an IPL score? So Indian Premier League is a is a tournament, a cricket tournament that's played in India. So these are both uh, very good uh, batters, but who has scored a more in one match between Chris, Chris and Kevin? Between Chris and Kevin, Kev Chris Peterson, and Kev, Chris Gale, those guys. Uh, yeah, they're both um, both enormous fans of themselves. Okay. That's good to know. So they're they're okay. So they're confident. They're confident. They're outgoing. Outgoing. Do you do you know the answer, Chris? Chris or should we just answer. go with your uh, namesake? I I don't know the answer. Um, I I would guess Chris Gale because he's played more in the IPO, but uh, that's the only reason. <laughs> I want to I want to guess Chris Gale. Um, Kevin Peterson has the last name Peterson, which is also Scott Peterson, who murdered his wife. So that family's busy doing other stuff. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Solid logic. <laughs> once again, flawless logic. It's correct. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris Gale has a higher IPL score. One seven five. Uh, it's an IPL record in twenty thirteen, um, according to my research. Kevin Peterson one hundred and three. Okay, so Kevin Peterson's highest test score now, which is a different format of the game, Maria. It's the long form, so you'd expect bigger scores. Versus Shivereen Shanda Paul's highest ever test score. Okay, so between Kevin Peterson and Shivereen yeah. Shanda Paul, who's higher, Kev or Shiv? Chris, do you uh, have um? I love the way that Chris is just sitting back on this. So, and I'm like, please don't leave me. Peterson <laughs> has has definitely got a couple of double hundreds, so I'm leaning towards Peterson. Okay, but, I think when Mark was coming up with the question. He wanted Kev. He wanted Kev to be the higher one this time, so he was like looking for somebody who was lower. But that's what I would think he would think. So we're gonna go opposite, <laughs> and we're gonna guess uh, Kev. Wait, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I got lost in my own log- Kev, logic. Kev, Kevin or or, or Shiverine? I think uh, Kevin. Kevin, yeah. You're both going Kevin. for Kevin. It's you're on a a, a blazing streak here. It's Kevin Peterson, hey, 227, wow. Shivering Chandra Paul, 203. So it was close. Close one. Okay, this is the final one. So a chance to uh, um, either get it or catch it. Number of ducks in Test cricket. Maria, you now know what a duck is. Uh, so number of ducks in Test cricket that Shivering Chandra Paul's got, uh, higher or lower the number of ducks that MS Dhoni has got. I have no clue on this. <laughs> okay. Where's your, where's your heart at on, on this one, Maria? So you said Shivrin Chandapal was he was good at batting? Yeah, they're both good at batting though. Um hey, I don't clues. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, she because doesn't Kit's... know where Mestoni is, you just told so... us. <laughs> so because Kit said hey clues, I'm gonna guess that MS had the more had more um oh my god, like more ducks. Out? Ducks? Yeah. But ducks are a bad thing. Ducks are bad. Oh God! So shiv, <laughs> shiv, the wish. ducks, cats are great. Ducks. Yeah. Um, so so we're going. There's a. I'm going to go shiv. Let's go shiv. You want to go shiv? Fine. Okay. Has less less ducks. Sure. Uh, yeah. I catch <laughs> it! I knew it. More ducks. You had a. You had More a, ducks. You had a good. You had a good run though. You did. You did. That's awesome. Um, so after that, uh, the fielding side got one, two, three, four, and the batting side got one, two, three, four, five. Um, so there were only nine questions because there wasn't anything higher or lower than MS Dhoni. He was the full stop of the game. Good round. <laughs> Yay. We're behind now. Uh, oh, it's super close out there. I'm going to tell you the f- fielding side have. 25 points and the batting side have 24 points you're, you're still um edging runs, ahead I think, by runs which is the whole theme of the quiz <laughs> holy majoli that was all thanks to maria's kind of uh careful forensic dissection of mark's psyche yeah. when yeah. when she was in his <laughs> head it, there was no stopping her. you did get there in the end, yeah. him like a nut <laughs> um, Right, moving on then to the next round, which is called Crack One Off Through the Covers. Cricket is excellent for both intended and unintended innuendo, but in the interest of inclusiveness, and so are buffs and duffs, 
can both take part in this round, we're going to explore the innuendo possibilities of some other sports. So if you'd all please join me in lowering the tone, I'm going to throw a selection of sports at you, which aren't cricket. And if you could provide me with some naughty things a commentator might accidentally or otherwise say in that sport. Um, any that generate a smirk, tisk, or giggle from me, get a run. Um, so, yep, childishness, innuendo, uh, please, starting with tennis. Oh, well, uh, oh, look, it's dropped his balls. That's <laughs> great. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> solid start. <laughs> Love your rack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You get you got great bounce there. <laughs> I'm just being I'm just being a creep in a bar. I'm not. Actually... <laughs> um, okay, moving on. Skiing. You can sled right into me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> He's come right out of his salopettes. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, those are a nice lift. You got a ski lift there. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 same guy at the bar has had a few too many now. <laughs> it's only the only person making conjure up for this. Good, good lift, <laughs> lifting <than> you. <laughs> um, okay, poker. Is it a sport? I don't know. I I used an internet thing called a random sport generator. Poker came out. Poker. He was. Dis- I'll give you a poker. <laughs> Sorry. He was disappointed by the flop. Oh, good. Always disappointing. I'll fill your house. <laughs> He's uh, picked up a lovely pair on the turn. <laughs> You've made me straight flush. Oh, <laughs> snap. <laughs> and then finally, the uh, cutthroat world of fishing. Hook, line, and sunk her. <laughs> hey, you can hang off my pole. <laughs> I, swear it was, I swear it was this big. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's using an illegally extended rod there. You can accept my bait. <laughs> you can flop on my boat. <laughs> it's like someone's got a little nibble. Okay, any more for any more? Smells like fish. And Nope, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've, un- every- you've undone all your hard work. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, do that every time I podcast. <laughs> Got to be careful of the the, uh, surface. It is slippery when wet. Nice. You can sue my she. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Okay, I'm drawing a, I'm drawing that one to a close, but that was marvellous and lots of uh, points we've got there. I love. We found Maria's alter ego is this this guy in a bar. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it's like inside of you somewhere. <laughs> Two alter egos. One like no thinks I know how Mark thinks. <laughs> the other one's just like hitting on everything in sight. So after that round, uh, the batting side got fifteen, and the fielding side got twelve. <laughs> it makes the cl- cl- scores very close. Um, the batting side have creeped ahead with thirty-nine runs, and our fielding side thirty-seven. Uh. Still very much in the hunt. As we enter really? our final Bank round. beating India. What? That was the final round. Oh, that was the big fireworks for me. We've got that one more. That was a display. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Um, we're going to our final round now, which is called Run Chase. Now, each team is going to get 10 questions and 90 seconds. So it's 10 general knowledge cricket questions. If our cricket buff gets the answer right, you get one run. However... 
if the cricket duff gets the answer right, it's two runs. And to help you, the cricket buff can give the cricket duff clues. <laughs> Can't tell you the answer, but you can give your cricket duff clues. So it's a question for you whether you want to take the quick singles or risk um, running out of time by trying to run for two. We're two behind, aren't we? You're two yeah, behind. We might have to get high risk. Kitten key. <laughs> yes. Ten questions. Ninety seconds. Starts now. Who won last year's T20 Blast, the 2020 T20 Blast? Can I just shout countries? Just or that work? Counties. Counties. Pass. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Pass. Uh, who was the tournament's top run scorer at the 2019 Cricket World Cup? Saqib Al-Hassan. No. You can keep going there. Uh, Aaron Finch. No. David Warner. No. You want to come back to it? Yeah. Who is the only batsman to score over 400 runs in a test match? Uh, Brian Lara. Yes, one point. Uh, who is England's all-time leading run scorer in ODIs? Uh, Kevin Peterson. Uh, women's all-time leading run scorer? Charlotte Edwards. Yes. Uh, Owen Morgan and Heather Knight are signed for which franchise in the 100? Uh, Trent Rockets. No. Western Brave. No. Southern Brave. No. Invincibles. No. Do you want to move uh, London on? Pride, yeah. Yeah. Yes, London. London Pride. Uh, no, well, yeah. London Spirit, but I'll give you it. Um, India secured a memorable draw in the recent third test against Australia. Who were the final two batsmen at the crease? Ashwin and Vihari. Yes. Ben Stokes made his test debut against which side? Uh, Australia. Yes. Um, who is captain of West Indies Women? Uh, Stephanie Taylor. Yes. Who took over from Michael Atherton as England captain? Alex Stewart. Yes. What is the name of Lancashire's home ground? Trafford. Yes. All just in there. Just in there at the end. Oh, that was brilliant, Kit. Sorry, I suddenly got panicked. <laughs> <laughs> no, solid, solid, solid strategy there. Um, and that's 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 run chase, guys. Do you want to get the quick singles or run for two? Because you, you only just got through the ninety seconds there. Um, ones you didn't get. Uh, who won last year's T Twenty Blast was Knots Outlaws. Who was tournament's top run scorer in the twenty nineteen Cricket World Cup? Rohit Sharma. You said London Pride. It's London Spirit. So I'll give you half for that. So that's one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven and a half out of ten. Seven and a half runs. Well, Masterful, out of twenty, Mr. Harris. Out of Good twenty, master. depending on how you think of it. Um, so exciting times. We throw over to our batting side. We reset the clock. If um, we lose connection during this, are you going to use the Duckworth Lewis method? To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want Maria to answer all of these using her therapy method. Give it a shot. Um, so here we go. Which IPL team did Com, uh, Tom Curran play for in 2020? Uh, Rajasthan Royals? Yes. No. Who, what is Sachin Tundorka's highest test score? Uh, 200 and something. I don't know. Pass. Mm, yep. No. Uh, what is Ian <laughs> Botham's nickname? Uh, Ebo. So it's the, the meat from a cow. So this is a clue to Maria now. The, the meat from a cow is is, is this, and it, and it's what you would like a nickname that starts with that. Beef, buddy. Uh, why do I have to guess that? I, I maybe beef, I don't understand the rules. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Help him. Uh, okay. Beefy, beefy, beefy. beefy. Uh, who is Australia's highest ever run scorer? Uh, Ricky Ponting. Yes. In which country would you find the Kensington Oval Cricket Ground? 
Uh, Jamaica? No. Uh, Antigua? No. Barbados? Yes. Uh, how old was Graham Smith when he first captain South Africa? 23? No, no. I mean, I could just name numbers, but I feel like that's a bit cheating, so pass. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Lightning are a women's team um, based in which UK town? Loughborough. Wait. Yep. Uh, who made the... Oh, time's up. I think we've done that. Well that's done. Cl- I think be... we won that. that it's going be... so it to ah. be close, isn't it? One, two, three, four, five. So five singles. And oh, my word. Oh, my gosh, guys. We what won by that... half, haven't we? This Do... is Pennsylvania all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing stuff if it's half. <laughs> yeah. Can we... So we're going to have to do the whole quiz again, guys. It's uh, <laughs> one needs to win by um, an outright point. Uh, so you move on to 44. You move on to 44 and a half. That's right. So there we have it. Our winners today by half a run are the fielding side, Kit and Key. We'll take it. Yeah. Well played, everyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> Kit Harris, Keishar, Chris Cottesallen, Maria Shahata, I've been Mark Vigil. This has been And There Is No Run. Thank you. And There Is No Run was produced and hosted by me, Mark Vigil. Join me next week when I'll be joined by two more teams from the worlds of comedy and cricket, ready to take on the roles of cricket buffs and cricket duff.